Coming up, we ate at Mel's Drive-In at Universal Studios Florida, and yes, it was as bad as we were expecting. Plus, we have a snack review. So, from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of The Diz Unplugged. This is episode 133 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. This episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Please visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hello, everyone. How are we all doing this week? I am your host, Craig Williams, and today I am joined alongside by my co-host, Mr. Rhino Clavin. Hello. Hello, Rhino. Welcome to this episode. Thank you. Yes. No, uh, we have got something very special for you today. Um, in fact, it is something that we really haven't done before, and that is we are going to mess with the format of our show. <gasps> Yes, thank you. That was the <laughs> accurate response to that. Yeah, we are going to mess up the format of our show a little bit. I don't know if this is going to be a permanent thing. I don't know if it's going to uh, ever uh, happen again. It might just be a once every now and then type of thing. But we are going to give something a uh, a shot today. So uh, you know, we've we've ate through a lot of the uh, restaurants at Universal Orlando. Um, you know, I basically in the theme parks, the only uh, full service restaurant we haven't done so far is Lombard's, and then like the character breakfast uh, that happens on select mornings, and we still have some of the the places to hit at the hotels as well too to do full uh, review episodes on the show. But um, we have a lot of quick service dining that we still haven't tackled. And, uh, you know, if you follow our channel very closely, you'll see that we'll do quick service vlogs a lot. Um, that's that's one of the things that's very easy to do. And we, we love doing quick service. We hate the quality of the food in some situations, but we love the fact uh, that we're not getting weighed down with a complete big meal, especially during these summer months. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, a, you know, when it's already 95 degrees and you walk into a theme park and you have to, to think about the potential of going and eating a big seafood meal. Um, it, it just doesn't really, uh, doesn't really appeal to me to say the least. Yeah. Um, and, and we want to do it for you guys, but, uh, you know, there, there's only so much we can do sometimes. So what we are going to do in this episode, instead of me just talking about it is we have basically two, uh, two little, in park reviews that we did. So, um, as you heard at the top of the show, the first one is Mel's Drive-In. So, um, before we show that, uh, obviously, we, we want to talk a little bit about Mel's Drive-In, give you the ins, the outs before we actually show you all about, um, and maybe the hokey pokey, too. I don't know. Just turn yourself what, around. Yeah, I don't know what was really happening there with my speaking, <laughs> but that came in, so... Yeah, today we have this this review of Mel's Drive, and which if you uh, if you've heard us on the show talk about Mel's before, you know that neither myself or Rhino is. I won't even say the words massive fan. I will just say we're we're not fans of it at all. Um, and Rhino, why do you dislike it? 
not not based on the experience we had just before your your preconceived notions on Mel's. Oh well, it's just normal food. It's just the burgers and fries, and you know that's fine sometimes too. But there's just such good. There's much better quality food at the park to be had other than here. That's that's my that's why I don't like it. Like, and not even based on this experience. I've had experience there before. Yeah, no, so. it, it's one of those places. Uh, I, I, some people I think do see Mel's is an absolute staple of their trips to to Universal. It's something that they love to do. There's Mel's out in Universal Hollywood. There's there's ours here, and it's just something that people love eating at. I I don't know if it's because they have an obsession with American graffiti, which of course is, you know. That's one of the the staples of of that movie, and that's why it has its place at Universal. And for that reason, I mean, it, it is cool. I I will be completely honest when you when you round the corner and see Mel's, whether you're walking through Hollywood or kind of walking through Production Central and sneak in by the Transformers building. When when you see Mel's, it looks very awesome from the outside. Yeah, um, you know, classic classic retro diner with with the cars from american graffiti that whole style it it fits in beautifully on that corner gets even better during halloween when it turns into mel's die-in but i wish um, they had like updated the menu for when they did that but anyway yeah the the hard part though is you uh you're looking at fast food food and um you know there's uh, <laughs> It, they you have places like um you have places like uh McDonald's, Burger King, all all the staples, Wendy's that are doing all of uh, all of this food, the same style food, but arguably a lot better. And then you have you have new places that are doing the take on burgers and mm. kind of like like Shake Shack. Uh, Burger Five places that are that are also focused on burgers, but doing them a little bit better, and those are absolutely amazing. And you know, when you're paying this much to go into a theme park, you should expect high quality food. Absolutely. Um, for the price you're absolutely paying just to get in the door, yeah, there's a lot of people coming and going, so you have to also be focused on fast. But you also deserve a certain quality of food. So uh, without further rambling on more, let's go ahead and see our review of Mel's Drive-In. Well, we are outside of Mel's Drive-In doing something that we haven't wanted to do. Some American all. graffiti. Yeah, that's exactly what we're about to do. Of course, we're, we're going to go in and we're going to eat at Mel's Drive-In. Um, Nothing personally against it. Uh, been a while since I've eaten here. Long time, long time. So, but it's just burgers, chicken tenders, stuff like that. Not, not really too adventurous or creative. So, uh, but but it's time to give it a chance because yeah. we have nothing else. So well, we've got to so we've got to talk about the basic stuff too. We always talk about the flourish. I think we need the yeah for the Steve Porters out there. Exactly. So. Um, let's take a time trip back into the, the 50s and let's head on into Mel's. Oh, 
has already been unlocked so far. Uh, so much. So, got in, you know, they looked at the menu, saw hamburgers, cheeseburger, um, chicken fingers, and then they had the nice healthier options menu, which had three items. I got one of those, um, which is a grilled chicken sandwich, and just looking at it is making me sad on the inside. I mean, it just looks like the driest piece of grilled chicken uh, you could ever possibly find, served with the saddest piece of lettuce and just an unappetizing tomato. Maybe some pickles too on there. Two pickles. It comes with french fries. Uh, they also do like a standard combo here, which is um, the sandwich french fries in one of their shakes, but they're not even hand-spun shakes, so I just got the sandwich by itself, $11.49. Um, so I'm gonna take some time to condiment up, and while I'm condimenting up, I'm gonna let you talk about what you got, Rhino. So I got the Garden Burger, um, which if you see it, I'm not sure what it's made out of. Um, I know a lot of them have been black bean or edamame or all that stuff. This one, it's like similar to Craig's Chicken. It's like almost hollow and very dry. Oh, there's pickles! Um, and same same feeling, same feeling. Probably the most cheapest uh, ingredients you could buy. And the, the sad part is, is the condiment bar. There are not, like, it's mayonnaise, mustard, ketchup, salt, pepper, and that is all. There's no, like, add some onions or jalapenos or any of that stuff, guacamole, anything like that. So bare, bare bones over there. And uh, this just place seems to be getting progressively louder since we've sat down somehow. I think it's, they like, pumping in the music even louder now all of a sudden, and people are yelling, and then, like, ice is being filled. It's a little bit of a stressful environment. So I'm going to also... I don't know, figure out what condiments to put on this. I might take a bite naked first to see what it tastes like, but... Put your money where your mouth is. Okay, all right, all right. It feels like that's going to be the bad, the bad choice. Oh, my sad lettuce. My lettuce that's... Oh, get fly. The lettuce that's not even green. No taste at all. I taste the tomato and textures. So, definitely condiments. I'm thinking mayonnaise and mix up the mustard a little bit. So, uh, yeah. Fries are okay. Standard fries. At least it's warm. Okay, I'm ready for my first bite. My dry grilled chicken with ketchup and mayonnaise and all those other things I told you before. That's the, it's dripping. It is. But the good stuff, the ketchup and the mayonnaise, that is. Pittsburgh boy, thank goodness for Heinz. It does wonders, just really does wonders. The chicken's not as dry as I thought it was gonna be. It's 
it is dry, but it could be far worse. Um, yeah, it's just condiments, very, very necessary. Yeah. I regret putting so much of this on here now. All right, here we go. Second bite. Mustard bun. Better than before, but yeah. I don't know what to say. It's just texture. It is what it is, I guess. I mean, it, I tried the vegetarian option, but I'll finish the rest of it before I give any final opinion on, on this. Uh, Thing I'm absorbing into my body. I've literally just been eaten away. It's been that good. Um, and now we're to my, my favorite part of the entire meal. The part where you get to no protein and literally just that lettuce and your condiments and your bun and deep down you're actually kind of happy that this is the part you're finishing with. Mm. I mean, it's like a BLT minus no bacon. And I wonder why I keep getting fatter. I got a little bit of protein, if that's what that even can be referred to as. I'm not 100% sure, but it's like it's like when you go to like your aunt's house and there's a cookout, but you're there like two hours late and your uncle already made all the burgers and the chicken sandwiches and you have this left to choose from, you know, and the buns have been out on the table and the flies have landed on them. Yeah, reminds me of home. A two-hour-old sandwich that was left in the sun. I wonder if they're just trying to be authentic to the 50s and, you know, kind of make it out of stuff that, I, you know, that's actually rude because I feel like in the 50s things were more natural than they are now, so I'm not even going to finish that thought. But I have a feeling this food will not digest within my body. So, you mentioned earlier that it was very loud in here. Um, it is, like, super, super loud. It's obviously piping in that 50s music all throughout, which I do appreciate it. It keeps it keeps it with the theming. Um, but in the atmosphere in here as a whole, uh, you know, there's tons of seating inside. It's, it's a massive restaurant. Uh, it doesn't look that big from the outside, but there's just there's plenty of seating here even during a lunch rush when they're here like we are. Um, but then it all goes back 
to that noise where there are a ton of people in here, the music's loud. Everyone is screaming over each other. It's not really the, the most inviting of places, but I do love the decor inside. Like, I love the records on the wall. There's a, a wall that has American graffiti on it. Um, there's, there's even... Uh, little like tabletop jukeboxes where you can select your music they don't they don't work but it's still it's still all part of that theme so it really does feel classic 50s and the cars outside obviously a nice touch so there are there are some decent things about the restaurant but I, I don't know Rhino what do you what do you think I do agree with your love of the decor because I do love the 50s you know it, it looks very much like kind of like that Greece style you know the soda shop they go to in there and um, I do love the, uh, the 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 music players on the table it reminds me of this old pizza place that we had near my house when I was growing up that used to have these and they did work um, but the, those were gone you know before I was even 10 but um, it it just it's a place that encourages people to shout and I I just I feel like on a, on a really really hot summer day when it, the air conditioning's nice I like the booths I like all this stuff but in the end it's kind of like the food for me wasn't great but then like the the shouting is just as abusive to me as the sun is so I was I guess I was looking for a little bit of a fireplace but it's a theme park so I don't know how likely you are to find a place that you're going to be able to actually like sit and have a moment of silence so so yeah I don't know. I like that there's all the Coke products everywhere, and that's you know speaks to the 50s. And um, like Craig said, plenty of seating, big space inside, but it's just it's a lot. It's a lot. Well, to say that meal was interesting would be a yeah. statement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the food questionable. Um, I don't even know what I ate. To be 100 percent honest with you. Yeah. The atmosphere. Also questionable. And so, yeah, I think uh, to sum it up, we've been, we've left with a lot of questions. Yeah, we went to a burger place and neither one of us got a true burger. Um, they tout their shakes, neither one of us got a shake. But it's out of a soft serve machine, though. If you go yeah. to a 50s diner, you want the, you want the frap machine, the little spinny fan. Yeah, so. And spoon. Exactly. So, a very, very interesting experience. One that I will not be eager to repeat again very quickly, but I'm glad we did it this time at least. Yes. So, um, I'm going to stick to the, the century that we're in, and that will be that. Okay, so clearly we were on the disappointed end mm-hmm. of our experience, so... Uh, we we kind of gave our thoughts on the food as we ate it. We we gave you our opinions on the atmosphere. So why don't we now give you our full wrapped up thoughts? It's been uh, been a couple days since we actually went out and did that. So I know I've had plenty of time to process it, and I mean that in multiple ways. <laughs> Rhino, I think you you feel the same way. So Rhino, what what's your overall thoughts on the food? And the entire experience eating at Mel's. Uh, well, I, I, okay, I. When I say this place needs a revamp in the menu, I, I really am referring to the quality of the food, not necessarily the items that are up for bid, are up for bid, up for, uh, up on the menu. Yeah, because 
it it is supposed to be that 1950s um milkshake the, yeah. you know burger stuff like it's it should be burgers and fries i'm not I'm, I'm not knocking it on that i'm just knocking it on the quality of the and i understand in the video neither of us got a burger but the thing i ate i don't even know what it was and it the quality at which any of those are they were like they were bad quality ingredients you yeah. know the, none of the lettuce nobody's lettuce was green and the bun was that like cheap cheap bun and it just it if if we can go to burger um uh to uh five guys and yeah. get a really good five dollar burger with fresh made ingredients that is the same idea like why can't why when we pay twelve dollars at a theme park is it not as good as that yeah, that's that's how that's how that, I feel. Yeah, no, that's that's the ultimate question. I think that that comes in with it. And yeah, granted, um, neither one of us did get the burger, like we've said multiple times. But we did. Um, I know we both got fries with our sandwiches. I would actually say the fries were a step above the actual main entree item. I was able to eat all yeah, of my fries and enjoy them. Um, my. I guess my standpoint um, for for all of it, like, uh, I know how cheap the food items are. And this is where I kind of break the wall a little bit. The chicken tenders they sell in there. I've had them in there before. Unfortunately, for people who work at Universal, we have not – fortunately for people who work there. Unfortunately for the people in the park, um, if you work at Universal, you have a couple uh, cafeterias, essentially, you can go to and get food during your shift. And this is the same exact chicken fingers that they would serve to us while we were working. And I know that price has probably gone up a little bit. But, like, when I first started, you could get fries and chicken fingers, like, a huge portion, way bigger than what you get at Mel's or anywhere else. And it would only cost us, like, two ninety five. And then you show up here, and to get that combo mm-hmm. is over $10. Like, yeah. I know. It's paying guests you're gonna pay for food you need to eat but like that is that is quite quite the difference um it's it's cheap cheap food that's being way sold for a bigger price and considering my chicken sandwich was you know dry and tasteless and just it, it needed condiments to make it better at all and there's only so much that mayonnaise and and ketchup can do with that i can only imagine it's been a while since i've had a burger there but i can only imagine how bad that would be if they can screw up a grilled chicken sandwich what are they going to do to the burger to Mm -hmm. just make that abysmal um and thank goodness we didn't even try the shakes because that could have only led to extreme disappointment yeah and and that's the thing is like they're not i understand it's a theme park so you can't do the hand spun milkshake as uh, efficiently is just pulling it out of a dispensary, out of what appeared to be a soft serve ice cream machine. But they have Ben and Jerry's in the parks too. They have Twosome out in City Walk. Why can't you demand a little bit more from your milkshake? That, well, that's a good point. That's a very valid point. I, I, so that's the other thing too is there's better milkshakes right around that um, area. So, and I, I thought more about this too. Um, you know, we had our complaints about the inside, about how noisy it was. Maybe, maybe if you could overlook the food being bad, if the inside and the the atmosphere was a little bit better too. But yeah, because it was just so loud and crazy. That just was like another thing. And then I, but where I was thinking about this is that I'm like, well, you know, they do have plenty of outside seating. 
You can definitely you can sit and relax outside. But then the downside is during the entire morning and into the afternoon, they don't have their parade running, so they bring out the individual floats that park right outside of Mel's and yeah. or a makeup show and just blast music and make it such a, a loud, noisy environment. I get it. It is a theme park. It's going to be loud and noisy. But why why can't you have some sort of retreat where you can just relax a little bit without having to completely go away? Um, so there's a, I can't even say that there's a good spot to sit. There might be better times to sit other places than other. But overall, the food's gross, yeah. and the atmosphere is just too loud it's and just, obnoxious. It's missing something. Like, it looks like i would never say get rid of mel's because the look fits perfectly and it is it is a staple i think and you know but it it it's got all the looks of what it should be but none of that magic in it you know and so it's like missing something so somebody needs to take a look at this though because if this is one of their like signature i mean i think it should be a signature yeah. quick service thing um it's you know it's really it's just really missing. You're missing the mark here. I'd rather have a cafe 80s. Oh, I that would, would die. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah, that that would be something. Turn it into the Back to the Future cafe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that would be cool. So, but you know, maybe Luke. maybe Mel's has run its time. If unless they're going to, unless they're going to do something about the menu, maybe it has run its time. Yeah, but that is our opinion on Mel's. A big boo. Skip it. Don't do anything with it, but luckily, I got it. Sorry, I was distracted because my McDonald's app popped up right when you said that, and I was like, "Oh, McDonald's!" Like as we're talking about burgers, it's like the universe heard us, yeah. and it just offered me a buy one large thing, get another one free, and I'm like, "Hmm, mm, yeah, it's very, very <laughs> interesting." So uh, that actually isn't the only uh, the only review that we have for you today, too. As uh, as we. As we uh, told you at the start of the show, we have a snack review for mm-hmm. you, and this is the one that I was very excited to do. So, um, and it fits in today. We are pre-recording uh, these little bits and segments um, on Monday, which is twenty years of Harry Potter. So, it, it just it kind of feels it feels like it all goes together. You're going to say you did that on purpose, huh? No, nope, I did not do that <laughs> on purpose at all. It just ended up being a beautiful mistake. Yeah. But, uh, just a beautiful disaster. A, thank you. Thank you for the kind words. Um, we actually, you know, I, I was following social media one day, like everyone does. And, um, when the reports came in that the cauldron cake had been changed at universal Orlando. And, um, you know, you, you weren't, as familiar with the cauldron cake thought that maybe you had it once or twice well or the thing once. is is it's a chocolate it was a chocolate based dessert and it still is a chocolate based dessert yeah. so i'm not a big chocolate cake person yeah so and i mean just two wildly different things um and for me this one it is when i found out they changed it i was one of those people who was taken aback like how could you mm-hmm. for me that would be the same way uh it, it was kind of the same way of if they would say like oh we're we're gonna change up how how we're gonna serve the the frozen butter beer or the <gasps> cold butter beer i know i would come after somebody no i i know and it's a snack so it shouldn't be sacred necessarily but i think it's in, in terms well, it's, of treats it, you could get out yeah. of the 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 counters at the sweet shops, this the cauldron cake was the one that you should go to. And so 
Uh, obviously, since they changed it, we had to, we couldn't ignore it, um, and we had to go uh, get it and taste it and eat it and do a review of it. So here is our review of the new cauldron cake. Well, here we are now, outside of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter Diagon Alley, if you can't tell by the beautiful music. Um, just Harry Potter's in the air, isn't it not? He is. He is. It is. It all is. So, we are here today to go inside the Wizarding World of Harry Potter Diagon Alley to try the new cauldron cake. So they, they went and they messed with it got rid of the original one and now there is a new version of it rhino did you ever have the original um i think i had a piece of one at a uh, press event once i never like went up and ordered one and had it to walked away with it or anything like that so oh. it, i don't it hasn't really had an impact on me you know uh, see for me this was actually one of my favorite favorite treats um it's for me it's like butterbeer is the first thing you try if you're a fan of harry potter yeah then the next thing right after that was trying the cauldron cakes i really really enjoyed them they even used to do, I'm not quite sure if they still do it, but um, back at Honeydukes, they used to do, you could get a free um, food item, one of the dessert items on your birthday, oh. and that was the first birthday that I had when I was going to Universal. Oh I got goodness, a cauldron I wish cake. I knew that. My first yeah. birthday, my first, the first time I went to the Harry Potter world was on my birthday. Yeah, I'm not sure if they still do it, so I need to go and research that sometime. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so cauldron cakes mean a lot to me, so why don't we go in, order one, see what it's like now see yeah. if it's worth it or not so let's go the rhino do you want to open this up oh i feel honored privileged all right it's like a christmas present oh oh my god i'm gonna reach in okay okay oh it, you're right craig it is a little oh it's not plastic it's like spongy or silicone or something. Yeah, it's like silicone. For show. For show. Oh, this is, it's like, oops. I think I only got frosting. Yep. 100% frosting. Oh no, wait, is it only frosting? Oh no, wait, there's chocolate. I can't get to the cake. So, I'm gonna let you take a bite before I completely like mangle this, so. The frosting is definitely dense. Um, very, very dense frosting. I feel like it's going to break the spoon, actually. scared me. <laughs> no, it's just cake. Okay, now I'm going to try to get a bite with everything in it. like the frosting. The chocolate cake is good, but it's very dense. Um, yeah, this is definitely not like an old-fashioned uh, cauldron cake. But it's not bad. But we gotta still figure out how to actually eat this thing, so I'm gonna give it back to you. Maybe you can get some bites in now. 
other cauldron cakes, they felt like they took time because they were actually made into being little cauldrons, and they... This seems a little more... Just... I don't know. Hold on. Let me see if I can, you can sh see the cake. Like, it's a little, like, chocolate. It doesn't feel as fresh. It's a little, like... I don't know. It's a little firm. Not bad. But... I'm coming to the Wizarding World, this isn't the thing I want, like, this to be, like, you know? Like, I want more from this, because everything else is so good. Well, that's the thing, too. The the old cauldron cake, that was, that was 100% edible. This is, like, you definitely can't eat this thing. Um, yeah, you're gonna save it, and... You can make so, an alcoholic butterbeer to put in there later. You can... You know what? I'm going to be taking shots of vodka out of this thing later. Seems like your size vodka shot. Yeah. it's uh, If it's big enough for cake, it's big enough for me to drink vodka out of. I literally could not be making any more of a mess. Yeah, none of that was you. That's, that's literally all been me. Like a howler monkey just throwing your cake everywhere. There's a lot of chocolate cake in here, though. I do have to admit that. This, it seemed like it was going to be a lot smaller than it is. It's, it's empty. It's empty. So Craig pointed out something that's really cool, too. On the bottom, it's directions to bake your own cauldron cake. It even gives you the recipe. Three-quarter cups of cake mix into the cauldron baking cup. Bake on a baking sheet for 350 for 20 to 30 minutes. Um, you test with a toothpick. You can, so you can make your own little... I, okay, that elevates this just a little bit more because now you have your own little cauldron that you got in the Wizarding World so you can take it and make, like, whatever you want in there. You could probably make a better cake than what's in here. But, uh, oh, man, we should have done, like, a, a, a cheese Celestina. We should have done, like, a, a call to arms. Like, anybody who has these should go out and do... We should have a contest, whoever makes the best cake cauldron. But it'll be me, so it's fine. I already know I'm a winner. Well, it's not as bad, and it's not bad at all. It's just not what I was I was hoping for, but it's not bad. No, I think once it was, like, heat up in the Florida sun a little bit, it got better as you went through, but it still doesn't have that touch of, like, that... The, the whole thing about Harry Potter, the Diagon Alley, Wizarding, uh, the Hogsmeade, all that, those these places, they have really creative treats that feel, like... Handmade, yeah. hand-touched. This feels a little more manufactured. Exactly. That's that's a perfect word for it. But still, I think overall a great bargain at the the price point, $9.95 plus tax, but an annual pass discount if you have one. And you can, since you can keep it and use it again, that raises it up a little bit. Yeah, it adds a lot of gift value to it. Take it home to friends and family so they get a gift, Yep. and then they get to make something with it afterwards, Nice too. alternative to people who already have the chocolate frogs or something like exactly. that. Exactly. You know? yeah. no, that, that's a really good point. So uh, I've got to finish this up. So I'm going to keep eating that, and that's going to do it. So, it's been a couple days since we've had that cauldron cake. Uh, how, how was it sitting with you? Well, I've been I've been back to Universal since then, because uh -huh. you know that's all we do, is go to the theme parks. And um, I saw people with the cauldron cake box. Yeah. Like, now I've, I've studied the box, and the more I've thought about it since I've had it, like, the dessert itself, the one that you're getting, like, I like the look of it a lot better than the other one, because I like that it comes in the... the, the cauldron that you can rebake a cake in and um 
And I've got something planned for that one. Um, and, you know, I like the look with, like, the fire on top and yeah. stuff like that. It's not the, – the cake and everything together itself not amazing. But I like the idea of the souvenir that you can take home and keep – it's got a life after the park. And I think that really kind of appeals to yeah. me. I think it makes it a little more magical. Like, it, the overall aesthetic of this thing – seems to have taken a step yeah. forward. For no, me. Th- that was clearly our thoughts um, right after eating it, and I'm basically on that same exact, uh, that same level, too, uh, with the cauldron cake. And uh, on, on top of that, you know, now, now I look at it as a good way of saying, well, since they put it in the nice box and give it to you in the, the whatever material it's made out of, uh, silicone or... I think it's silicone. Yeah, yeah. whatever it is. Now that they give it to you like that, it, it... it is nice to take home. And what that can now allow me to do is if I'm thinking about a treat um, while I'm at the Wizarding World that I really want to get to enjoy right now, then instead of making it this harsh decision of – hard decision, sorry, uh, do I want a cauldron cake, do I want a pumpkin cake, or do I want mm-hmm. butterbeer fudge? Mm-hmm. Now I can take away the cauldron cake and say, no, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that one. Yeah. Um, and, and it's down to those two. So uh, it, it's never great to take away treats. But oh, if, I if I was coming on vacation, yeah. I absolutely – that's what I would get on the very last day. Make sure I ask for a refrigerated one in the back so that way walk into the front of the park, into the hotel or yeah, car you or wherever. Like open and look at yeah. it later and have it just be a sad cold. Exactly. <laughs> I would I would try to make sure I get the best one so that way I can transport it home the best way I can and then enjoy it and have that memories looking back onto the trip. But while I'm there, enjoy one of the other treats that are that are absolutely delicious because you can't go wrong with any Wizarding World snacks. Well, really. I actually almost got a second cauldron cake when I was there again because oh, because oh. now the idea that I have a cauldron to bake the cake and I was like, well, am I ever going to just want one cauldron cake? Because the recipe says you like use a certain amount of cake mix for it. So I'm like, hmm, like now I want enough that when I use the cake mix from a box, I want it to be able to fill. I want to use it all yeah. just for this. So I want to know how many cauldrons I need for that. And I feel like it's four. I mean, it's, it could it might, be. It might be least. more. I haven't tried. I haven't experimented yet. Yeah, no, I think that's what you just got to do. You got to start uh, start experimenting, see around. But... Butterbeer cauldron cake. That's what I'm doing. <sighs> that's why, what I'm doing. Why do you just, you create dreams. Yeah. That's what you do. Just, um, I'm going to inject that thing. Oh, my God. It's going to be so good. Uh, it, 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 hey, I'm, 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 I'm trying right. it this week, so. Just saying, trying it this week. Is that now? Is that going to be something that if you're like a Patreon follower that you might be able to see? Yes, because it could go whenever when anything has a recipe for disaster involved with it. Those Patreon people get to see it first because it could be a you know. I feel like it'll go good. It's a themed uh, you know thing, and so yeah. If you're a Patreon supporter, look for this video coming soon. I got to of course figure out how to make the cake and like do it and all that stuff. So follow along with me, won't you? Yeah, no. So, uh, you know, just to remind all y'all, we do have Patreon. Um, it's at patreon.com slash disunplugged. There you can uh, pledge money uh, to help out with the production of the show. And uh, in return, we give you some exclusive content, some uh, early content, and just some random things every now and then. So, uh, and of course, always you get our appreciation mm-hmm. in return. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that that is an option too. But, uh, yeah, the, the cauldron cake, very interesting. Mel's very bad. But 
we want to know how everyone out there actually feels about this stuff. Um, I know, uh, as we, I, we've acknowledged, Mel's is something that is beloved by many people. So mm-hmm. um, if you love Mel's out there, please comment below. Tell us why why you love Mel's. Um, yeah, what did us, we miss? Yeah, let us know what, what food item or what drink we missed, what, what we're missing about it. I don't know that we could have even missed a food item. There were four options. Like... <laughs> Maybe there's a super secret food menu Okay, item. now when we start talking about secret food items i'm there who knows it could it could exist more of those people might be making up their own combination that they're they're willing to go with so yeah if you love it please comment below let us know why you love it if you hate it go ahead and comment too on that let us know let us know that we're not the crazy ones uh and make sure that everyone knows that and same thing goes with the cauldron cakes uh if if you've had a chance to try it yet absolutely let us know what what you think about the new one or if you miss the old one or or if there's another treat that we need to go out and seek down in universal and do this before well Um, i'm curious about what people's favorite I, I love those little things. Like, what's your little thing that you have to go get? It doesn't have to be in the Wizarding World either. Exactly. I'm all I'm all about that because I feel like Universal is has a fresher history of that than Disney. Like, Disney's got the history of like, well, you've got to get the the Mickey pretzel or you've got to get the Mickey bar or whatever. I want to find those those type of no. things at Universal. No, we'll uh, we'll put in our own, and we'll we'll keep finding new ones. We'll hopefully get some suggestions, and on top of that, maybe we can make it a full blown show one day, full of uh, full of what are the best snacks to go out and find at Universal. But yeah, so you know, I know the the audio quality wasn't great throughout this entire episode because of the in park segment. But I hope it's something that uh, for those of you out there who are watching, you enjoyed this. Um, please also give us feedback on that too. Uh, if you you really hate it, we'll never do this again. Um, <laughs> but if if you think there's something there, maybe we'll keep keep going down this road, try to explore it, figure out how we can uh, better incorporate it in. And uh, you know, for all those listening out there, yeah, I know, I know, it's not great. We're trying to. Trying to do the best that we can, but sometimes it's not perfect. But uh, nonetheless, we hope you enjoyed it. Of course, if you want any more information on anything in today's episode, please head over to disunplugged.com, home of our show notes page for this show and all of the other shows on the Disunplugged podcast network there you can find our uh links to email us which is uopodcast at disunplugged.com you can find links to our social media channels on facebook twitter instagram everywhere that we are posting stuff at uh, you can find that at disunplugged.com and then of course make sure if you are watching this on youtube that you are sharing it as well as commenting hitting that like button if you're listening to on i to us on itunes please go ahead and subscribe there as well and uh rate and review us and we appreciate feedback all the time um and other people do too because then they'll know if it's all bad feedback they'll skip us and we didn't want them anyways right no 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 so thank you so much to everyone out there rhino thank you too well thank you for bringing me on this food journey yeah no, this was a fun one. So um, I know I enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope everyone out there enjoyed this one. And we appreciate your support as always. And uh, we will be back with you, I believe, next week for another one. Yes. Another episode. Yeah. Yeah. Still next week. Yes. The week after, yes. probably not because we will be in California, but definitely next week. So that's going to do it for this episode. We'll see you next week. And until then, no more resolutions. Have a great week.